All right, y'all, welcome. Glad y'all are here. Glad y'all hopefully got some got some sleep. Um, my name is Greg Meyer. I'm the youth pastor at Covenant Presbyterian Church in St. Louis. And I hear you guys are coming from a lot of different states. We drove on a charter bus through the night, and it's lots of fun. Um, but uh, I'm excited you guys get to be with us, uh, be here for this this class. I'm, it's something that means a lot to me, and I'll tell you about it a little bit more in a minute. But I um, just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. So you're just like, who's this strange ginger in front of me? Going to a little bit about that. Um, like I said, I'm in St. Louis. I've been, been uh, on staff there for the last uh, four years. I'm um, originally from Georgia, some of Georgia folks. I'm from Kennesaw, grew up in Kennesaw. Went to Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. Um, met my wife there. She was my REF intern. Um, where's Eli? Eli's, Eli's dad was my campus minister. It's really awesome. Um, and I was an engineer, but then uh, felt called to ministry, went to seminary, uh, lived in Jackson, Mississippi for a while, and then have been in St. Louis. Been married to my wife, Mary Jane, for almost nine years, and we have three sons. Gray, who just turned six, Davis, who turns three on Friday, and Witt, who is uh, 10 months. I'll probably show you all a picture maybe tomorrow. I was not prepared today for that. Um, so I heard Montana, Georgia, Tennessee, Canada, right? I didn't come from Canada. I was born in Canada. Okay. You made a long journey over your life to be here from Canada. Okay. Yes, Any other states represented in catch? Utah. Utah, Texas. Oklahoma. Mississippi. I love Mississippi. I miss Mississippi. So. My wife's from Jackson. It's awesome. It's great. Um, we probably know people just because that's what Mississippi is. Um, strange. Yeah, we'll talk later. Um, so that's great. Um, tell you a little about this class in a minute, but... Um, just to get started, getting to know each other. Uh, you know, obviously I can't talk to each of you or interact directly with all of you guys, but I'd love to chat. I'm here this week. If anything we're talking about this week, y'all want to dig into, I'd love to talk more about that. Or if you want to talk about Georgia, Mississippi, whatever, love to do that too. Um, each day I'm going to be giving away books. So got some awesome books here. I'm going to give you questions. The ones today are pretty generic, but then we'll have some from the class. But uh, this is a book called This Changes Everything. It's written by a teenager to a teenager about how the gospel transforms the teenage life, uh, teenage years. I, th I think all these are on the book table too. So this is a way to get one for free, which is nice. Um, this one I, ju I just recently read, really like it. It's called Competing Spectacles, Treasuring Christ in the Media Age. There's constant things for us to look at, but how do we treasure Christ in the midst of all this? I really like this book. It's a very quick read. Awesome. Um, that's awesome. And, and if you get the right answer, you can pick whichever one of these you want. Um, this one is called The Book of Books, about how to read the Bible better. It's really short. You could read in one reading, but this is just a short guide to help you. Maybe you're like me at times and struggle to read the scriptures and need help. This is a great little book to help you do that. And this last one, this is just a sermon by Tim Keller. It's The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. The way I describe this is uh, those of you who play sports or maybe you play music, something like that, you know when you're in the zone. You're not thinking about anything else. You're, you're in the groove. Um, what it would it be like to live like that more often? I think that's what the new heavens and new earth are going to be like. We're just going to be in that zone all the time. Not thinking about ourselves, just being, enjoying, focused on each other, focused on the Lord. And this is kind of talking about how to do that. So without further ado, we're just going to do hand raising. This is, this is good stuff. So first hand I can actually see and, and lock onto you get to go for it. Um, what does our way stand for? Uh, Reformed Youth Ministry. Yes. Good job. All right, which one do you want? You could read that on the bus on the way back. You were committed, not tired. Um, all right, next one. 
I might need somebody to help me to point to like see who's raising their hand. Um, what is the main speaker's name? All right, you got it, bro. What you want? Oh goodness, sold out. We'll see. I might open it up later on, but that's that's what we got. Um, good stuff. Um, uh oh, I must have hit a button. Um, I made a playlist, Spotify playlist. I don't know if you guys like Spotify. Listen to Spotify. Um, if you want to look it up, you can look it up. This this is kind of music that will will be. I'll be using some different songs and thinking about some different things in the class, but also just kind of the vibe for what we're talking about is representing this, uh, this uh, Spotify playlist, kind of what it means to feel the frantic pace of our life, but also how do we move into a slower pace where we're walking with God at the pace that he walks, at the way that Jesus walks um, at God's speed. And so um, this is hopefully to give you the vibe of it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big music person, and so this is kind of one way to capture that. And so you guys want to listen on the way on the during the week or whenever that'd be great. Um, if you want to talk about any of the bands on there, I'd love to talk about that with you. It's also really fun. Um, but let me pray for us and then I'll we'll jump in. Um, Lord, we just are grateful to be here, and uh, we know that every breath is from you. And we pray that even right now you would cause our hearts to be still, but also alert uh, to you and your presence, uh, to you and your word. Um, Lord, the pace of our lives and the constant moving around causes us great anxiety and sadness at times. And we pray that you would help us to find a better way um, found in the person of Jesus. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this means a lot to me because um, this study we've done with our youth group, but um, I first did it, um, they have a, it's based kind of off the idea of this one documentary, which we're going to actually watch together over the time. Um, but over a seven-week study guide I went through with two of my best friends in, in St. Louis, and um, this is something I need. This is something that really has been meaningful to me, and so I'm really happy and, and excited to share that with you, and so that you know that I struggle greatly with this too. And so we're, we're all in this together, and, um, but I, I think it's something worth thinking about and, and talking about. And so there's, there's three goals I have for our class. Um, reflect on our speed. What is the pace that we live our lives right now? The frantic pace, which most of us would say. I, I, I know my, my group, I know myself, we're, we're very, very busy people. We're very, very driven people. We have a lot of demands and things pulling at us, a lot of things to look at, a lot of spectacles to be captured by, captivated by. We spend some time, especially today, reflecting on that speed, but then also refl- explore what God's speed is. And, and God's speed is a saying, which I'll talk about more tomorrow, but it's also this pace that Jesus moves at, which is a lot slower, which is more human than the pace we often move at. And Jesus is calling us to walk with him at that speed, to live at that speed, even in the midst of a frantic world, in the midst of a placeless world where we often feel like, I, I don't know where my home is. And so we're going to explore that, and the hope is that we can take this back home and apply it. And maybe you can find out a couple different things that you can take home with you, and you can um, live subversively, live more joyfully, more, more, and maybe more humanely um, as you go back home. Um, I expect this to challenge you guys. It's really challenged me as I've, I've dug into it, but that's um, what we're hoping to do. And to jump into our time, we're going to watch a music video. Um, anybody know who Moby is? Older, the, the leaders probably will know. Um, it was more popular in the 90s, kind of electronic guy, um, electronic music. But he has a song called Are You Lost in the World Like Me? I think it really captures the way we often feel in our world. So I'm going to um, cue it up for us. Would you mind hitting that line? Give me just a second, y'all. 
Okay, so pretty heavy video, right? Um, I'm curious, what, what, what did you see? What did you, what did you hear? What stood out to you? What do you want to share? Was there maybe an image or a situation that stood out to you? Yeah. Yeah, not knowing where they're going because they're on our phones. Has anybody one walking around with your phone and tripped and fallen? The young raise I see some nodding heads. You don't have to raise your hand, it's cool. I have. Um, so there's a lot of lot of um, commentary on our on being on our phones, right? What else did you guys see or sit out? Yeah, yeah, and, and the reason she was up there, well part of the reason she was up there is she was dancing, and people were making fun of it and posted it, and um, just kind of driving up there. And then still, it was just another thing, another spectacle. And then we move on to something else. Yeah, what were you gonna say? The girl that was like showing like the in her room, like the beautiful part, like the not like the clean part of her room and everything. What's that a dig at? Social, social media. Social media. I'm thinking especially like Snapchat filters, right? It makes it makes you look look like life's a lot better. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think like the main character was seeking like a different kind of attention. Like he was really trying to pull people like that interpersonal attention, and instead everyone was just paying attention through through media instead yeah. of being in the moment. Yeah, he's grabbing and shaking people at different times. There's the one there's one scene where he's sitting down and the little puppy comes up and someone kicks the puppy out of the way. Um, he's just trying to connect and find a place and can't. Yeah. There was one scene. There was like these people in a cafe. It was like a date Tinder, where like she was on like yep. a date with some guy, and she like just did. She didn't give him a chance, right? So she just like scrolled through and found someone she thought would be perfect. Like we're not even, we don't even have the attention span or the patience enough to give people like a real chance. Yeah, like this person's annoying me. They maybe don't look the way I want them to look. So we'll just swipe and make it happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because that, that's interesting because you could walk, follow the kid around. He's the main character, and you, and you think he's the one struggling, but he's actually in it too, right? Because he imagines, like, it, the whole world, has, the, the world the way being the way it is has made him less brave. And so there's a situation where he could step in, fight for justice, stand up for somebody, and he doesn't. Um, that's something that stood out. One that, one that really hits me, um, this is because I think probably because I have kids, but there's the, 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 the parents taking a selfie while the baby's crawling on the floor. Missing people, missing where we are in the situation because uh, you know we're trying to show something else to someone else um any, anything else i want to anything else that stood out to you yeah there were like a bunch of animals like squished in a truck that were like like going by and like everyone was just on their phone yeah it's like the f foodies are taking pictures of their food while we don't realize what's all going behind Getting us the, the the food that we eat a lot of times, and we don't think very much about that. Um, that was that was kind of subtle in there too. Um, I mean, you could probably we could probably sit down and talk about this for an hour and a half because there's so many little things in there. Um, but how did how did it make you feel? What kind of emotions were you guys feeling as you watched that? Hopeless. Hmm. Just because that's that seems to be the general um, way our everyday life and world is kind of looking like that it's not too far from the truth mm -hmm. and like not not only just that's where the world is but like hey that's that's kind of me sometimes right mm -hmm. yeah what else did you feel 
I mean, he can't connect. He can't. He can't have a conversation or a relationship with anybody in that situation. And, and a lot of times we ache with loneliness, even though we're connected. You know, connected connection is not the same as conversation and relationship. And we all feel that ache and that struggle. What other things you're feeling? Yeah. So some fear, like, is this ever going to change? Um, side note, you guys can change this. By the way, you guys have a lot of influence. You're the new, you're the new generation, and uh, you can do things differently. And I think we're even seeing it now. I'm seeing it more in the news. Um, Gen Z, y'all, are um, stepping back from some of these things and, and going after some of those more high-quality relationships and, 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 and being more rooted in a place, and that's what we're going to talk about this week. So you guys can do something about that. Hopefully this week will help help that. What else did you feel? Yeah. Uh, disappointed because like, like using God's like, this is not what it was for. Amen. It's not right. And um, it's sad to see sadness. Anybody? So sadness, anger, disappointment. Um, yeah, a lot of those things. Those are things that. I, I feel a lot as well as I think about that. Um, so that's just a, helping us dive in. That that's pretty. I mean, the reason this is so powerful, this video is powerful, and I've I've showed it fairly often, is because it it hits on a lot of things that's true in our lives and in our hearts. Um, and so th- this is often how our lives feel, right? Like right. And I remember Richie saying last night. I mean, just trying to survive in high school, and that was that's how I felt too. Um, it's not easy, and it's gotten harder because you guys have some different things going on that. I didn't have when I was in high school, and um, and some of it's showing up here. So that's kind of maybe get, getting us going, thinking about our speed. And so what I want us to do, we're going to do this a couple times throughout, is um, I got some paper and pens if you need to use it, but what I want you to do is take a minute, reflect on these questions yourself, and then we'll take a few minutes and just share with your neighbor next to you. Just find somebody to share with, and then I want to just hear, if you guys feel like you want to share what you talked about with your group, um, bring it back. So. This talked a lot about social media, even gaming and stuff like that. What are you and, and, and streaming? When I mean to say streaming, I mean like Netflix and stuff like that, YouTube. Um, what are your habits? Just reflect. Like, what? Do you, how often do you are you on these things? Um, is it the first thing you do when you wake up? Um, is it one of the more meaningful parts of your life? You know, I, what is what is your what are your habits like right now with these things? Um, second thing, how do you feel about those habits? You happy with that? Maybe like, I wish I was doing this differently. I don't know. Um, and then what are your thoughts and feelings about your ability to be present with God and others? How do you feel about the pace of your life right now? And, and don't think summer mode. Think school mode. Summer doesn't really count. Summer's a weird time. But think school mode. So spend one minute just thinking about that to yourself. If you want paper or pens, I got lots of them. Just hold up your hands. Can somebody help me hand these out? Okay, thanks. So we're going to send one down one way, and then here's some pins to. You want a pen? Hold your hand up. Ready? Oh, dang it. <laughs> Got Hey guys, it's Justin.
Awesome. I won't make him say happy birthday. Great. All right, spend spend like 30 more seconds to a minute, or maybe a minute reflecting on this, and then you'll talk to your neighbor. Oh, there you go. You got to do this quietly because you're talking to yourself. All right, now turn to your neighbor and share about it. I'm not on Instagram. I don't have Twitter anymore. I don't have any social media on my phone. I get on Facebook on my laptop occasionally. I'm trying to get busted. I'm trying to trim it down. Any games? I play games in the yard with my boys. I used to play uh, early college, especially the last time I really played a lot of games in well, I think Call of Duty was sort of starting. I enjoy them. I enjoy certain games. Like, uh, I used to just too far behind on them. I, I, streaming is probably the worst one. Netflix and Amazon Prime. We have a smart TV, so we have a Yeah, I mean, it just rolls into the next episode. Sorry. All right, y'all, let's bring it back together. Did any of y'all want to just share a thought or a quick thought from your, your conversation with your, your neighbor? Confessions of your habits? <laughs> you don't have to. We were talking about it. If you're, yeah. Um, so I kind of struggle to be like in the moment with people when I'm on my phone because I'll be wanting to talk to other people and be connected with other people. And then I won't appreciate the moment that I'm in. Absolutely. And uh, extroverted people out here, like myself, 
Um, you can struggle with this. You walk into a room, and you're like, I gotta talk to everybody, and like, am I gonna? Or maybe after church, you feel this way. I feel this way all the time. I'm like, I want to talk to them and them and them, and I just, I never really with anybody, and it sucks, and it's not the way. It's not good. So maybe kind of like that, and even if I don't have a phone with me, it's a problem. Any any other thoughts you want to share? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I usually the first thing I do when I wake up to check my phone is see if anybody's texting me. Yeah, I'm guilty of that too. The tough thing is our, our phones are our alarm clocks, right? They're pretty good alarm clocks. Y'all use bedtime app? Yes. Anybody bedtime app? Yeah. Use a bedtime app. Um, but you could buy a, an alarm clock, and we'll talk about this later in the week. I'm going to hold on to that. But uh, any other thoughts? This is just to kind of get us thinking practically, yeah. It's a little bit kind of like social atrophy, like when you're just constantly looking at the superficial things, like, oh, what's on the Facebook feed, or oh, what's on Twitter, and you're just zooming from thing to thing. It's hard to actually, like, deep dive and be like, That's, how are you doing in real life? Like, how's that person? Yeah, the, the people made in the image of God and, and, and infinitely fascinating become very boring. Like, you're not moving fast enough for me. Not interesting enough. Come on. Um, we can find ourselves doing that a lot. Um, I'm going to try something. If it doesn't work, we'll do it a different way. But um, this is another way of kind of thinking about it. Also, that, that loss of place. So there's, there's something about pace. We're going to talk about pace. We're also going to talk about place. And uh, Richie talked about one of my favorite bands, too, last night, Arcade Fire. And we're going to listen to an Arcade Fire song. But it's also got this um, – oops, I skipped over something. Back up. Roll it back. Some of the reason we have this problem, I th- say there's two – pervasive problems we have underlying these two forces in our lives. And then we'll get to RK Fire, don't worry. It's a little nice. appetizer. Um, postmodern problems, what I mean by postmodern is that we live in a world where um, there is no supernatural. People say there's, there's no supernatural, there's no um, truth that is true for everybody. So you have to make it up on your own, which is really stressful, right? You even have to figure out what your gender is today. Very stressful. We live in a world where there are nothing that, not a lot of things that tie us down. Um, and a lot of the social force we have, we have FOMO. You know what the FOMO is? Fear of missing out. We talk about it a lot. People talk about it a lot now. This fear of I'm not in the right place with the right people right now. I need to be somewhere else. You need to be in a different place with different people. And even when we're the best, we're always looking for the better party, right? This is what at least <coughs> students in my youth group do. When I text a, text a group to hang out or to do something, I don't hear back for a while because they're all texting each other to verify who's coming before they let me know. And then people might bounce at the last minute because something better came up. Right? FOMO. It's FOMO. It's, it's exhausting and it sucks. Um, other force that's, that's at play is YOLO. You only live once, which can mean two different things. It can mean um, I'm going to rappel off this mountain. YOLO! Go for it. Have a, have a great experience. You only live once, get live it to the fullest. But it can also be on the flip side, be you only live once. And you guys know this. Because every decision you make, every test, you feel it. My a whole life depends on this. College, job, who we want to marry, etc. It's everything is all the time weighing on you in every decision. That's exhausting and, and it's awful. These things are pressing on us because of the world we live in, because of society we're in. Sin in our own hearts doesn't help either. Um, those are hitting us, and we can feel placeless. We can feel running really rapidly. And so I want to play this. If it, this is dependent on Wi-Fi, so we'll see what, ha- what happens. But the song goes with um, this interactive um, film. It's pretty cool. 
song called We Used to Wait by Arcade Fire on the, down in the suburbs. So Wynn Butler, who's the, the songwriter, lead singer, he said this uh, about this song. He says, in high school, I had a letter-writing romance with a girl. I was trying to remember that time when I wrote the song. Uh, waiting an entire summer, pretty much half a year, the anxiousness of waiting for letters to arrive. All day, every day, there's almost this cloud of feeling hanging over everything. We'd be in Maine, I'd, and I'd walk down to the post office and come back. The whole day was consumed by that feeling. He's, and he's lamenting a little bit. We used to wait, and we used to really put our hearts out there and, and, and for people, um, and we used to have a, a place together. And so um, what's kind of cool about this interactive film is you can enter your address. And, it, and so I entered in 974 Bolingbrook Drive, Marietta, Georgia, 30064, where I grew up. Maybe you have a place like that that is like, if you can think of home, that's home. That was home for me. So I'm going to see if it'll work. Not we'll just listen to the song, but this is uh, Wynn Butler thinking about this.
Pretty cool, huh? Um, I'm not going to reflect on this quite as much as we did the last thing, but a lot of times we can feel like we're running like that, that guy in the, in the video, trying to find that place at home, trying to figure out our lives, but really struggling. FOMO's at, at work, YOLO is at work, but then there's also something else. There's this ache inside of us, and Richie talked about it a little last night too. Um, and it's postmodern as well, because you may have to make your own meaning, is what we're told. It's not true. Nostalgia, it's a longing for home, the ache to turn back home and to find this place, like he talked about last night. What do you call it? Um, your, uh, was it Shalom? Was it? Shalom? It, was the, it was dream what? Scenario. You're finding your dream scenario, not just a dream scenario that like works for you, but the ultimate dream scenario, which is the new heavens and the new earth, the return to Eden. And the amazing thing about what Jesus does through his spirit is he enables us to enter into that even now. We're going to talk more about that. But there's this ache inside all of us, this place to come back home. Maybe as you think about that home, like I thought about my childhood home, that's the place of belonging that I, I, I want to be in a place like that again. I want to find that place. Maybe you ache and feel that way as well while you're feeling the pressure of FOMO, you're feeling the pressure of YOLO. And there's so many things to distract you around. Um, C.S. Lewis called it the inconsolable longing in the heart for we know not what. You can't quite put your finger on it. It's almost an expressible, overwhelming feeling for this place of belonging and this place of connection. And you can find it in all different things. That's what C.S. Lewis says here. Um, it pierces us in a such a way that you can hear when you hear uh, wild ducks flying, a good, a good novel, the like lines of a poem, morning cobwebs in late summer, or the noise of falling waves, or maybe the Rocky Mountains as you look out at them over here. Amazing, beautiful, longing for home. I don't know if that stirs up something inside of you like it does for me, but we're longing for this place of home. Well, the question is, how do we get here? And Richie hinted at it last night. I'm going to try to maybe come at it from a different angle. But we're going back to Genesis, early part of Genesis. And if you have a Bible, you can flip there with me. I'm just going to look at a couple verses. Genesis 2.15. God made Adam and Eve in his own image. And I think then where we're at in, in chapter 2. Chapter 2 is a zooming in on the sixth day of creation when man and woman were made. And in verse 15... Adam's given his job. And this is right before Eve is created, we're told in detail. Verse 15 says, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. God made the man and he put him in a local place, a specific place, a beautiful place, to work it and keep it. He gave him a job to care for the garden be present in the garden, in a local limited place, in a local limited role, in relationship. And as one pastor has put it, Scott Moore, I love this, he says, in the beginning, we, the people were with God in a place, loving each other, loving people like crazy. That was what life was like. There was no sin, there was no brokenness, there was no death or loss. They were with God. They walked with Him in the cool today. They knew Him intimately. They were in a local place. They were even in the, in the, even in the dream scenario. They're limited by their body, their humanity, and a local place. It's good. It's very good. 
and their job was to love people like crazy and care for the garden, the place they were put. We all have places like this, and we're going to look at that more in the next couple of days. But we all know the story. We heard about it last night. Things go wrong in Genesis 3. Adam and Eve are given one command, uh, command in terms of that uh, their uh, prohibition of what they're not supposed to do, not supposed to eat of the tree of the garden, of that tree, of the knowledge of good and evil. They give in to Satan's temptation. They believe Satan's word over God's word out of pride, out of fear, and they sin. And immediately we're told, they, before they were naked and unashamed, then they come to see their nakedness as maybe not such a great thing. They're ashamed of themselves. They're overwhelmed with their guilt. They're overwhelmed with their shame. And like all of us, when we feel that way, what do they do? They cover themselves with clothing and they hide. And at the very time when they're supposed to be walking with God in the cool of the day, as they always do, intimately, fully known, fully loved, enjoying Him, they are in the bushes hiding. And I just want to point this out. Look, read this. This is chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. And Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? I've never thought about this. This is an incredible question. Because what the people deserve is to be destroyed on the spot because they sinned. Does God know where they are? Does he not know? He knows exactly where they are. He's not asking a question of, you know, geography, locality. He knows exactly where they are. He knows exactly what they've done. He asks this question because he loves them. That they might come out of their guilt and their shame and their hiding and return to him in repentance. Renewed relationship back to the way things were. They struggle to do that. They make up excuses. But God is still gracious. God kills an animal to cover them. Blood is shed to cover their sin so the relationship can be restored. There's a promise made, Genesis 3.15, of a coming one who is going to crush the head of Satan. The offspring of the woman who's going to renew everything and make it even better than it was before. That's the promise of Jesus as we're going to continue to look at. But we feel this. Our sin, shame, and guilt cripple us. We can feel like we've, we've spiraled out of control. Like, this is where it started. This is why we feel placeless. This is why we won't stop running through our lives. We're looking for what we lost. We're looking for what Jesus is bringing. We're looking for that renewed relationship with God that only Jesus can provide. And the amazing thing is, as we come to the Lord in confession and repentance, we can stop running. And we can find out that the place he's put us in, the local place he's put us in, is exactly where we're supposed to be. And there's holiness to be unearthed right there. And it's good. So we're going to be pulling this out. But this is how we got here. This is this is the scriptures tell us about how we got to this place of running, this place of loss, where we're placeless and we keep, and we keep moving. Um, we may not have time to do this right now, we got a few minutes, so I'll give you a chance to reflect by yourself. What aspect of life before the fall? If you think about Genesis 1 through 3, I don't know how much you've read it before. But what appeals to you most? What, but before sin entered the world and death, what aspect of life then just was like, man, that would be great? Man, that sounds awesome. 
I really have a longing for that. What is that for you? Second question, um, how does our sin cause shame? And we see it illustrated with Adam and Eve. How does our sin before God, breaking his commandments, offending him by breaking his law, how does that cause us to go into hiding? And how do we try to deal with that shame? Because a lot of our running is trying to cover our shame, right? If I just do this, this, and this, maybe that other stuff won't be so bad. How does sin and shame separate us and keep us hiding and on the run? It's kind of that question. And maybe you want to share a personal example of when you felt missed by other people, like they they just didn't see you. Maybe in a time of struggle. Or maybe um, when you were missing others, like we were talking about earlier, right? Not being present with each other. Um, What kept you distracted in that moment? Let's take a few minutes. Just take a minute to think about it yourself, and then I'll tell you in a second you'd share with your neighbor. How about this? Since we're short on time, you can just maybe shout some of that. What what aspect st- stands out to you? What, what what sounds really good to you? Simplicality. What? It's very simple. Yeah. There's no complex. You're not having to think about all these other things, or worrying about maybe even our even ourselves, right? Like, you just focused on the job at hand. You're just being, right? Being instead of doing. Yeah. Being, being able to be known and not worried about people seeing us for who we are. Yeah. Mm, amen. We will get to. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So I don't know if you guys are like this, but I hear this a lot in my youth group. They're, everybody is terrified of, of heaven or like the new heavens and the earth. It's, it, makes, it sounds anxious, right? What are we going to be doing? You're going to be caring for the garden. And you're going to be, like I talked about with this book, you're going to be in the groove all the time. You're not going to be thinking about yourself. You're going to get to do all the things you want to do, and it's going to stay, and it's going to last, and it's going to be good. You're going to be in a local place. You're going to be in a body. It's going to be all the things about life that we love, but better, and without you having to think about yourself all the time. I don't know if that sounds good or not to you. I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, but yes, this is huge. We, we sometimes miss this when we read over the beginning of Genesis. The low a- aspect of locality, the goodness of work, and even um, manual labor is really good. Um, what about this, the second question? How does sin cause shame? How does it separate us and keep us hiding? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Causes people just to be evil to others. What? Causes people to be evil to each other. Why? Yeah, like they look worse than I don't. People aren't going to look at my stuff if they're looking at their stuff, right? Yeah. I think like just taking it back to Adam and Eve, they were trying to be like God and sin is totally not of God. So it's just this kind of catch-22 of they want to be like God and now they're completely separated. Yeah, it's, it's pretty clear how they're separated from God. Like they're in the bushes, he's walking. But if we also see, and we didn't read it, but 
Um, there's some tension between Adam and Eve, right? They're blaming each other. It's getting ugly. And we, we, you find out more in, 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 the, in the curses later on that it gets even uglier. Yeah. Ooh, that's good stuff. Yeah, we think we're insufficient in ourselves, which which is true apart from Christ. But with Christ, we are completely sufficient. We stand clothed in Him, and His righteousness, and loved by the Father. Yeah. It makes us ashamed because deep down we know it's wrong. And we need to think about that, right? There's a reason we feel the way we feel. But then we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. Um, the last question, maybe y'all, maybe sh- share this with somebody. Share some of these stories that you have, because I know you got them, I got them. When you felt missed, being missed by each other, and it sucks. Maybe it was a time when you were sharing something really personal, and somebody was just totally not with you, you know, lock, not locked in with you. That sucks. Or maybe a time when you were sharing something really painful, and someone tried to fix it for you, or said just be with you. Right? Um, or maybe you've done this to people. I know you have, right? I have. Pastors do this too. We need grace in this too. So hopefully today we've been thinking about our speed and our, our struggle with this. We're, we, we struggle with this. We're, no, we're not much different than Adam and Eve. But the good news, and, and this is kind of the downer lesson, by the way, the next two times together are going to be a little more uh, uplifting, if that's what you're hoping for. We all need hope. Um, and we'll be jumping into how do we live God's speed at the pace that God moves, which is a lot slower. It's a lot more local. If you remember Jesus, he walked everywhere. He never left his own country. People knew him intimately. He was the carpenter's son. So we're going to think about that. Let me pray for us. We'll close out our time. Lord, you're probably churning up a lot of things in our hearts right now. I pray that the things you're bringing to light would lead us to repentance, that would lead us to prayer, would lead us to running to you for help. And that, Lord, this week we might find greater peace with you and peace with each other through the blood of Jesus, through the restoration that Jesus does in us through his spirit to live at a more humane pace, to live local right where we are, present. And we pray as we explore this some more that you would give us much grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.